Welcome, everybody, to Fergar and the Freak. This is episode 208. I'm your host, League Freak, and we're brought to you by Manscaped.com. If you want to get 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped.com, use our exclusive code NRL. It's exclusive to our listeners only. Be the curator of your own professional development, as we found out in the last episode. So uh, go and do that. Get 20% off. Use the code NRL. I am very happy to be joined by probably two of the highest profile rugby league fans in the world. I would say def- definitely in North America, but definitely in the whole world as well. I'm joined by Sher and Lil. How are you, ladies? Hello. Thank you for having us. Oh, yes. Thanks for coming on. It's been a while. I've been planning to talk to you for ages, and it was just, it's weird. It was, it's kind of bad timing in a way, but it seemed like it was the time to talk to you because you're on the ground there in Toronto. So you know what the, the lay of the land kind of is in, in this whole situation and how it's being, um, seen locally. It, it's, it's got to be a weird time for you. Yeah, everything everything's kind of up in the air right now, right? Mm. So it is, uh, it is, it is disheartening. It's uh, nerve wracking. It's all of the above. Yeah, the last week was uh, quite a sad week, uh, to say the least, right? So there's a lot of fans. Um, we're still cheering on, you know. We're hoping that uh, they'll come through. The team will come through. Uh, we'll get to see each other again and uh, you know enjoy the game in, in person again. Um, so looking forward to hopefully being able to achieve that. Now, yeah, and both Bill and I are remaining optimistic and positive, as we always are, that, yeah. uh, like you said, they, we will be back in 2021 and, uh, you know, ready to go and better than ever, and everybody can enjoy this beautiful game of rugby league. Now, how did you just get into finding the Wolfpack and supporting rugby league? And because you just both seem to really embrace it and get involved in it. Um, how did that process happen? Um, I'll start. This is Cher. Um, yeah, but both, both Lil and I are, you know, we're big sports fans. Um, so, you know, we, we enjoy going to hockey games and baseball games and such. Um, as for rugby, and I'm going to take rugby as rugby, yep. um, a friend of mine went to school in Australia and came back and she was all about the All Blacks. She was just, you know, telling me all about them and made me watch some games online. And I was like, wow, this is quite a great game. And But, you know, never seen anything live. And then all of a sudden heard about the Toronto Wolfpack coming to town in 2017 and, and, you know, introduced yet again to uh, another sport, Rugby League versus Rugby Union and the All Blacks. So, um, yeah, the interest was peaked right away. And I thought, oh, this is going to be great. This is going to be great. And I ended up winning season's tickets the first year on a contest on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Of all places. She's a lucky winner. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I do, yeah, I do have I do have really good luck when it comes to that kind of thing. That's for sure. Hang on, um, just let me get. I need the lotto numbers for this week. Can you just give me? That? <laughs> You're not the first person to ask one. me that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I won these tickets, and so I started to go to the games, and I'd bring somebody new with me every time, and you know, I mean, it was a new experience for me. I mean, that first game, I felt. 
I mean, right in love with the sport. What's not to love? It's just, it's so exciting. It's fast paced, so much action and just, you know, the whole thing about bodies colliding and collisions right in front of you. It's just such a tough, rough game. Again, just fell in love with it right away. So one of the weeks I uh, asked Lil if she wanted to join me and she came and, you know, again, right away, she said, okay, you're not giving the rest of those season tickets away to anybody else. They're mine. And so <laughs> basically that's what happened. We just continued. Um, we just continued down that road and went to the, all yeah. the games and just loved it. It was like almost immediately. And I think, you know, the same as Cher. It's just you you feel that intensity of the game. Uh, we also choose to sit right in the front. Um, so you feel <laughs> that energy. Uh, we're always in the front row. We feel the plays. We he- we could hear the players speak to each other um, and, you know, basically call out the plays. We can, you know, feel almost when they're colliding. Um, it's exhilarating. Um, so after maybe it was just a half of the game, I looked at her and I said, no, no way you're not giving this away to anyone else. I'm back every game and, you know, count me in. I'm your, like, rugby buddy. <laughs> so... Ever since then, I think we've been, you know, just enjoying the summer that way uh, in Toronto. And it's been, you know, something that we love doing together. And one day, I think over dinner, because we, we, we were trying to also get a lot of other friends come with us because the more the merrier, right? Um, get more people involved, get more people to know about the sport because it's such a new sport in, in Toronto and Canada. So... We were all talking to our own friends and family and trying to get as many out as possible. And then one day at dinner, after one of the games, we said, well, why don't we just start making videos and put it on the social media? And um, and that's how it started. Hey, hey, yeah, and I was, look, I was, I've been looking at some of your videos, and they're really interesting because you can see that you're brand-new fans, but you're so enthusiastic about it. And it's cool to see you just like – just getting so involved so quickly. And I, I was talking to uh, Sandy, who's a, a Toronto Wolfpack fan that lives in, in Leeds, but she's from Canada. And she was yep. saying how the the difference that she, one of the differences she found with rugby league compared to other sports in North America and, and Canada in particular, was that the players are so approachable and you can just sort of cut it kind of, have conversations with them and stuff, and they don't get whisked out onto the playing field. You watch them play, and then they disappear. Like, you can really have a chat with them and and interact with them, and you get to know them really well. Yeah, absolutely agree. Um, There's no other sport like it in North America. And, you know, our athletes are treated like gods, really, over here um, to the extreme. And um, it's so refreshing and it speaks to the culture of rugby league itself that you have these players who are willing to, after, you know, 80 minutes of putting their body on the line, uh, you know, game in and game out, that game out, they, they come out and they take the time to walk the perimeter of the field and shake hands and take selfies and chat with the fans. And then even after that, I'm sure you've heard of our famous beer garden. Well, they come mm. out and they, and they, again they're socializing in the beer garden with fans and and not just our own team the other team and I think that was a huge um an eye-opening surprising experience from from the other teams when they've been over I mean that's what they've told us is like wow because they're used to animosity from the other you know the other team's fans Mm. but here in Toronto everybody's embracing everyone and, and just chatting and like I mean the players obviously the players all know each other so 
you know, they're like fierce rivals on the pitch, but once they get off, they're, they're good buddies and, you know, having, having a beer together or whatever. But as for the fans, I mean, we support everybody who plays. So the other teams would also come out and, you know, walk the perimeter of the field and chat with people and be surprised that people want to get pictures with them too and chat with them the same in the beer garden afterwards. So it really is um, an amazing experience. And again, kudos to the players themselves because they don't have these overblown egos and they are, they want to share their love of the game with the fans, which in turn helps the fans love of the game grow. So it's kind of a big rugby league love fest, everybody wanting to see the game grow and kind of everybody doing their part. Yeah. I would also say that it's almost like a family. And I've always said that it gives me a feel of a family. The whole community comes together, Uh, the players, the fans, you know, everyone just love the sport and come together because of that love and we support each other. And I think players are extremely, uh, you know, humble (laughs) and professional and they go around like, you know, Sherry, Sherry said, you know, they go around the stadium after a session, sometimes as after they are injured. Uh, we've had various uh, players come around afterwards uh, after they got injured and still walk around the perimeter and say hello to everyone and make sure that, you know, they thank and show their appreciation to the fans, uh, yeah. especially the young ones. I mm. love seeing the players come around and really spend the time with the little ones and encouraging them um, to do and, you know, to become more athletic and encouraging them to, to take on the sport. Um, and we have a lot of youngsters um, that are part of our family that has taken that on and love the sport. And, and, and it goes without saying, you, these athletes have a lot to do with that. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's sorry, it's it's. I was just going to say it's interesting because, like, you can get a a young athlete in Canada that they can basic they're basically at the point of their life where they're picking what pathway they want to go down, and they can look at the landscape of international rugby league in particular and say, look, I can be an international for Canada playing this sport i can go to world cups which is uh, like i like hockey i guess they've got a world championship and basketball they're trying to set up the world cup but they're they're still a, a little bit different to say the rugby league world cup the soccer world cup and things like that and it's it's a, a real opportunity to get youngsters thinking hey this is a sport i can take up instead of maybe doing hockey i think there's a lot of um crossover in terms and you you two can tell me do you think that there's a crossover culturally with hockey in a a little sense in that it is a very physical sport it's Mm -hmm. kind of it's still a little bit more grounded than other sports are like would you say that's the case uh yeah absolutely it's funny um i'm not sure if you know nate gladden from rugby league in america podcast but he and i actually did a podcast together talking about how there are similarities between rugby league and and hockey, and that could very well be um, part of the reason why that Toronto, the city of Toronto, has embraced the Toronto Wolfpack so much is because you you have the defense, you have the offense. It's like explosive, right? So there are so many similarities, and we talked we talked about you know some of the players who would be your um, you know your d like the 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 goons kind of yeah. kind of thing and, and vice versa like it's just it is and you know it's funny i'm going to go a little bit off topic but 
just the city of Toronto itself, it's such a sports city. And mm-hmm. what's really great about the city of Toronto is that it embraces all its sports. So you're not just a soccer fan of the TFC, the Toronto Football Club. Um, it, just because you, you, those are your your team doesn't mean that you can't love the Leafs or you can't love the Blue Jays or you can't support the Toronto Wolfpack. It's, it really is a sports city that embraces all of the different sports. But yes, to go back to your question, definitely, um, definitely those similarities between the two sports. Now, I use both Toronto Raptors fans. I mean, you'd have to be. Or, who isn't in Toronto these days? Like, because, I mean, I'm a massive basketball fan. I'm a Houston Rockets fan. And it was so cool to see his guy, you guys, like, to get Kawhi Leonard and know the whole situation in that he was a bit of a rental. He was probably going to leave after it was gone, but he was going to give you as much as he could and he gave you everything, you know, and and it's it's interesting to see how that kind of lined up a little bit with the signing of Sonny Boo Williams. You knew that Uh he was not going to be there forever because of his age, but he he was this big star that was going to come to the club. Um, it's just unfortunate what has happened this year. Like 2020, it, it, it kind of has turned out to be, if you could have said what would be the worst things that could have happened to the, the Wolf Pack, you'd say, well, they would not be able to play in Canada. They'd have massive problems playing in England. They'd have visa issues and the competition would shut down for six months. Like yeah. it's unfortunately, it's just been terrible timing for no one's fault. And like, Lil, do you think that there's there's maybe a good thing in that the Toronto Wolfpack kind of are able to disappear for a year, but then return to Toronto, and instead of it being a mix and a mashup of, you know, oh, we're going to play X number of games, but they're all going to be overseas, do you reckon it's, it might be better for them to say, okay, look, we're back, we're back full-time in 2021? Do you think that will be better for the club? Absolutely, actually. Um, this year's been kind of, like you said, with the, uh, with COVID, it's been really unpredictable when we were going to play, uh, what was going to happen. Um, so if they, you know, in 2021, when this COVID disappears, hopefully, um, we don't have to con- be concerned about that and the club's is healthy and can come back healthy. Um, and we will have that, you know, certainty. Right. And we can have our sport that we love back. Uh, and also, I think, you know, a lot of the, the people and although I, I mean, having one year away for any team is, uh, is a substantial loss. Um, and we probably will lose a lot of fans who just got started and ramping up, especially because of Sonny B. Williams. Right. Um, who um, who really brought a lot of light into the sport and, and fame as well uh, to the sport uh, as they announced it last year. And we were hoping, very much hoping to see him play live in Toronto. So unfortunately that didn't happen. Um, hopefully in 2021, we're able to achieve those kind of things, you know, sustained, uh, sustained games as well as uh, all the players come back. Um, absolutely. I think if we have that consistency, we'll be able to gain that, um, fan base back very quickly. Um, it is a very intense game and, you know, of course, Cher and I will be really positively going out to promote this sport and hopefully, you know, get more audience as well, um, to, to get to know the sport and love the sport just as much as we do. Yeah. And it's, 
I really do. I feel like, especially in North America, they they it will be better for the club to have it all set in stone rather than being up in the air. Which, I mean, I think that the you can see all of the clubs that have pulled out of the the championship competition that the Rugby yeah. Football League has decided to set up. It's it seems like a bit of a shambles to a certain degree of how the competition's been run at the moment and who's in and who's out. Um, and I just feel as though any time there's certainty that you can give to yeah. the Wolfpack, it's always a positive thing. Absolutely. Yeah, especially because it is a cross-Atlantic thing, right? So mm. for us, we don't have that consistency. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Toronto Wolfpack is it, the only game in town. So if it doesn't happen, you, you end up having that fan fan base that loses interest right so yeah. um I'm, like i said we are certain you know we've done it once <laughs> the team's done a great job getting all the fans out um at the last game we had last year we had full sellout right like um so we're not we're not worried about that we'll get there again now sure what was it like to be there from the very beginning just about and to get to that point where you're like oh my god we're sitting in a sold out stadium this is crazy. Like it must have just been absolutely incredible to to see the club just grow so quickly. And the thing I noticed too was that the Toronto media really got behind the club and and kind of embraced it really quickly. Yeah, it was. It has been. Um, it has been really nice to watch from the beginning to now. And you know that last game, that last uh, million pound game, that wasn't our first sellout. We sold out quite a few quite a few games in our in our third year there and you know mm-hmm. we had big high hopes of this season with you know our first year in super league we had been working hard like that was the goal from day one and you know sunny b coming over and we have such a talented team so it was really disappointing that uh we don't get to see them this year but um definitely the media um has played a a, a big role and you know more and more as we as we developed over the years, uh, more of the mainstream media before, you know, when it first started, it was, you know, um, you know, a little, little, a little article here and there in the newspaper. But then, you know, you'd see them on uh, our main, our two main um, sports networks, Sportsnet and TSN. And then um, you see them talking about them on, you know, specific sports shows like Tim and Sid is a big one here in uh, Toronto and Canada. Um so again, just seeing that and, and Lil alluded to it. So the, you know, we were getting coverage, but the name of Sonny B. Williams um, really kind of made, well, I, I shouldn't say that. I think um, us winning, us winning that uh, million pound game in 2019 and then the signing of Sonny B. One kind of led to the other and to, to continue the, um, the growth and the uh, exposure of the team in the game in both Toronto and Canada, but I, I do, again, it was, um, we had high, there were high expectations coming into this season with Sunny B, with the team, with it being Super League. We still haven't seen a, a Super League game live. Yeah, which yeah. Is, which is kind of, it's sad, which is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. and, and sad. I mean, it just, it, it's par for the course for 2020, you know, 2020 can just go away. But, uh, <laughs> Fast forward, let's go. Yeah, and it's really um, been great, too, because, um, you know, we've noticed that, you know, at the beginning it was kind of a novelty and fans would just come and see what it was to check mm-hmm. it out. But then they would keep coming and they'd keep coming and then they learned the game and they learned a little bit more about the game and they appreciated that. So, 
I mean, I think the fans' uh, understanding of the game has developed a lot, and I ours too. It's funny because you know, being at our first games, we had we were really fortunate to actually uh, have made a really good friend, our our oldest and dearest Wolfpack friend Dario, who um, would sit with us during the whole game and basically narrate what was going on. Okay, this is this, this is a penalty. This is it. <laughs> Oh, yes, he was it, very it was patient. Great. It was so great. We learned so much from him. And then to be able, you know, we're watching it live and then he's telling us what's going on. It, it was, um, it's great. Yeah. And it, it's been so great for the city of Toronto. And uh, yeah. So, it, sorry, go on, go on. Yeah, I was going to say the players, actually, when we did the interviews with them, they, they would say that um, the first year it was nerve wracking, right? Cause mm. They come here. Uh, I take a leap of faith, right? They didn't know if anyone was going to take on the sport. Um, so when they first started, it was nerve-wracking whether or not they're going to be able to see people out on the stands. Um, and then they said very quickly, they saw a huge increase in numbers and really felt that they were a part of something really special. And, and lo and behold, like it, it really didn't take long to start filling up the, the stadium. Um, the other thing, I mean, from a media perspective and coverage as well, I think that's really helped in the last year with us, like Cher said, uh, winning the million pound game and that, that coverage all of a sudden increased tremendously. Um, and then shortly after season's end, um, Cher and I actually did a, um, another one of our classics of uh, going out and asking asking strangers if they've ever heard of the sport or uh, ever heard of Toronto Wolfpack. Um, we were at a Maple Leafs game. <laughs> and, um, and and the first time we've ever done that, which was our first game, our first interview ever, um, the, nobody knew. Well, actually, that's not true. It was one person out of, like, many people we interviewed that knew. Right. and But he had no idea what he was talking about. He just, just heard it from his friend. <laughs> but then when we actually did the last interview uh, there, it was every single person we asked. They yeah. Toronto Wolfpack. That's the impact it's had in Toronto. All the yeah. sports that they could say know. rugby league. Oh, super league. Oh, yeah. They they're, yeah. they're part of a UK league. Like they were spewing facts that we would normally have to give them. Yeah. They were telling us, which was pretty amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. And like that makes me wonder because there was so much success around being in the championship. And I know that they're having that that focus on we're going we're aiming for super league it it has been a big thing for the club and it's a big thing for every club that's not in super league but do you think that there's the possibility that the club next year could come out and say look because we're trying to recover a little bit and and toronto recovering from this covid issue is different from every other club in the entire world just about maybe the new zealand warriors have a similar thing for themselves but do you think that it would be best for them to say, look, we're going to step back to the championship. We're going to stay in the championship for a season or two, and then we're going to aim for Super League again. Or do you think that Toronto fans need to be in in Super League? I think the club wants to be in Super League. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I really do. I think, I think everybody Okay, I shouldn't say everybody. <laughs> I think the, the Toronto Wolfpack organization and the Toronto Wolfpack fans all want to see Toronto remain in Super League. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Absolutely. I said, we've been supporting them from day one. That was the goal. We're finally here. Let us play. Um, 
and yeah, let us do our thing. I think it would be a step back. I think it would be a disappointment for everyone for them to go down to championship. I understand that that's a possibility. That could be part of a a penalty. Um, I, I, do I, do I, I think, think that's fair? No. I think we need to think, you know, from a perspective that this wasn't really a, a true uh, season. Right? No, nah, no. Nah. There wasn't a fair chance to even be successful for Toronto right. Wolfpack. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, from that perspective, you know, I believe the, the organization, the team and all the fan base would want to see that we're given a fair chance uh, in the Super League. So, you know, on that question, you know, and I think, you know, Jerry alluded to that. It's like it could happen that we end up going to championship, but it'll be a huge disappointment to everybody. OK. Yeah. OK. Cause, I'd because like, can I just add. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to add a couple things. Um, you know, yes, it's true. We hadn't won a game. We won a Challenge Cup game up to that, but we hadn't won like an actual league game yet. Mm-hmm. However, we hadn't been home. We were playing all of the top teams. Mm-hmm. There's growing growing pains. You need to get through the growing pains. And that's what we were doing. We didn't have a full squad. Mm-hmm. We didn't have a full healthy squad. So, I mean, yeah, we hadn't been given the chance. And I I would be afraid that we could have some player loss if we moved down back into championship and i would yeah. hate to see that because our squad is a fantastic squad they're a talented squad and they all deserve to be in super league and get their shot and they haven't had the fair shot yeah i, I agree 100 percent. this season um i mean the nrl kind of was lucky to get back on track i feel as though just in time for it to feel a little bit normal to get back to footy but there's I think the entire Super League season. I mean, COVID was hanging over, I think, every sporting competition, even when yeah. Super League kicked off. And as you say, I mean, you just haven't had a Super League game in Toronto. Like, it's it's not a season. It hasn't really... It, it didn't get off the ground, really, for you guys. And, and no. I think it would be... Uh, I was shocked that the Super League clubs didn't offer that loan forward to the Toronto Wolfpack because I, I felt as though for how much the loan was going to be for, it it was just a small amount of money compared to all of the benefits that the Wolfpack bring to Super League with that transatlantic, you know, possibilities with sponsors, with possible TV deals down the track, and with just the general, general expansion because Super League desperately needs cities involved in the game. There's a lot of small towns, but they def- desperately need those big markets. And, I mean, Toronto is a fantastic media market. We've seen that. Absolutely. Yep. That's the that's where the opportunity is. And I think, you know, I, I think a lot of people recognize that, but there are still groups of people that are hesitant, right? And understandably, uh, they have a history there. Um, there are some strongholds of that history and belief system. Um, but at the same time, you know, I think everybody's got to be able to see the the potential that a city like Toronto could bring. Um, and like you said, the sponsorship and the money that potentially could be involved. But I also believe that some of what, you know, Sharon Lil stand for, which is the globalization of this, this sport, um, is huge to have that exposure in Toronto. Um, and then, you know, the, the words get out that there's this wonderful sport that they've never known uh, called rugby league and, and and that will spread quickly right and with the increase of uh, I guess with the addition of Ottawa and New York 
potentially in 2022, um, that that's going to be huge for for the entire league. Um, so I think it's short sighted to say, you know, Toronto, whether or not they succeed or not, it really doesn't matter. I think eventually uh, it's only to the benefit of the league to have the sport widespread, uh, widely adopted across the North America and across the globe. I think you can see, like, I think by by the RFL having Ottawa come in in 2021, fingers crossed that all goes well, and then 2022 New York, I think that shows that they do value, they do see the potential. And have, have the Wolfpack made mistakes along the way? Of course they have. But I mean, when you're starting something new and you're pioneering something new and inventive and great, there are going to be things that happen, mistakes yeah. along the way. And Ottawa and New York can, you know, happily benefit from learning from those mistakes as the Wolfpack will. But does that mean that we just turn our backs on this huge market and what's already been built up in four years? Like in, sh- in four short years, the Toronto Wolfpack are household names. Like mm. the, every, like, you know, I mean, maybe not every household, but it's getting there. And it's like, you know, we how we talked about from our videos, like we went from our videos, our first videos, no one ever hearing of rugby league, let alone the Toronto Wolfpack. And now people know what rugby league is. People have heard about the Toronto Wolfpack. People know what Super League is. Like, it's phenomenal. In, in our short little history, I think we've done so much for the sport um, and, you know, for around the world for the sport. So, yeah. To just kind of shrug it off and say, okay, well, yeah, we're not going to do anything to help them, and they're, you know, they're not worthwhile saving and and stuff like that. It's it's disheartening because, for the most part, though, yourself included, most people realize that. I mean, expansion is the way to go. I mean, why wouldn't you want to promote your sport, the sport that you love, and have it played worldwide? And and you yeah. know, it, it just boggles my mind sometimes, yeah, it- but. And it's funny because it is really played worldwide. There's a lot of people playing the sport, but it's just not known, not well known. And having this market in Toronto, it is, it was getting the word out. So I think, you know, we can, if we continue to push that forward, if we continue to promote the sport and highlight the things that are going, uh, whether it's grassroots or, you know, at the league, like Super League or NRL, um, let's get the word out because it's such a phenomenal sport with amazing people great community um like family <laughs> and um you know i think like share said you know why wouldn't we want to uh see this more successful so everyone should be really getting behind that yeah and- look i i agree i think the toronto wolfpack is the most important rugby league club in the world and i i honestly believe that because First of all, the impact that it's had in North America for rugby league is just tremendous. Like they, we've never really seen anything like this before. And I mean, they, to be getting crowds that, that those, those crowds that the sellout crowds would stand alongside NRL crowds and Super League crowds. And like the crowds, even when you had Super League this year, they were pretty damn good. And the TV ratings were great. And, the other thing is the, as you say, the global impact that the Wolfpack had. The Wolfpack was making waves over here and was 
it was kind of one of those sexy clubs where it's like, oh, I wouldn't mind going to the Catalan Dragons, you know, playing the south of France. Oh, I wouldn't mind going to the Toronto Wolfpack. Very different experience, but, you know, there's something exciting happening there. And I, I really do believe that it's it's, a, it's such an important club and everybody, it doesn't matter, like in the NRL, you aren't playing in the NRL or anything like that, but I think the NRL should get behind the Wolfpack as well because if we get the Wolfpack humming along in Toronto, Ottawa eventually comes in and they're looking to go a little bit more organic with things and, and try and make it a, a Canadian player base there. If we get New York in, that's I mean, that's going to affect every club in the rugby league playing world. And we should all get behind that because if we all have rugby league, that's what we want to see. Like the end goal, surely, is for there to be some sort of giant global competition where, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm saying, man, I wonder how Penrith's going to go at the end of the year in the World Club Challenge against the Wolfpack and how much money we're going to make out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that would be Um, exciting. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, it's funny. I, I, something popped in my head when you were talking about attendance and I think you'll find this interesting is uh, we have a professional. So um, I know you, you've heard of the NFL, but we have our own little brand called the CFL here yep. in Canada. So slight differences, but you know, you know, football as well. But, um, and so our team in Toronto, the Toronto Argonauts, uh, we basically double the Toronto Wolfpack doubles their attendance. That's amazing. This is, the Argos have been around forever, and the Wolfpack have been here for four years. They and they also play in the same season, and we get more yeah. than than the Toronto Argonauts do. Yeah, and I've heard I've heard people talk about um, you know other other Super League teams. We haven't had the benefit of going over, unfortunately. Lil and I were actually considering and we almost were supposed to be there now i think right sure. <laughs> August, we were yeah we had planned a trip we hadn't booked it but yeah. we were going to be there for two almost two weeks in august we were going to go we were going to be there for the um the hull kr game yeah. and i think it was was it was it castleford i can't remember the other the other team but we were going to yeah, be there for i, I know it's, and experience it all it's, and it's we were painful. so excited <laughs> Right. And and now we're not. But again, I was like back to the attendance. Like we we've been told that, you know, the Wolfpack um, g- games here in Toronto get more attendance than than some of the Super League teams do back in their own hometown over yeah. in the UK. We're also told that when the Wolfpack come to town, all the clubs see their see spikes in their attendance. Um, so, again, it's not just good things that the Toronto Wolfpack are doing in Toronto. It's good things that the Toronto Wolfpack are doing in the UK. Like, so they're, they're raising, they're still, I had, we had somebody tweet us the other day, say, I, I live in the UK and I only got back, back into league because of the Toronto Wolfpack. Wow. So I think that's a pretty darn strong statement. And again, um, you know, we're, another another knock on the Wolfpack is that we don't bring many away fans to to Super League games in the UK but the fans are going they're getting great greater and greater numbers are going over you know regular regular games uh, Magic Weekend games whatever uh, Summer Bash and Championship people are going they're spending their money there they're holidaying there instead of going to the Caribbean they're going to the UK to watch rugby league like that's crazy. Yeah. Right? Just look at Cher, Cher and I, right? We had our plans, and I think a lot of fans, as they get to know the sport, uh, get involved with the sport, start falling in love with the sport, more and more that traveling will happen. Yeah. Right? 
And, and the thing is, too, like, there is no timeline or multiverse where you two would ever have said, let's go to Hull for a holiday for two weeks outside of what's happening, you know? So, like, that needs to be taken into account. And, like, we were talking to Sandy the other day, and she was saying how there's a lot of people that are from Canada who love going to the games, and and that does bring those away fans there. But I, I find it hilarious when you see, say, and I won't pick out any clubs, but you see some Super League clubs saying, well, they don't bring any away fans. And it's like, how many of you lot went to Toronto this year? You know, how many of you lot were going over to Toronto to to be an away fan? It's just, it's a really weird mindset, especially when you look at the, the crowds that the Wolfpack are starting to be able to get on their own two feet in Toronto. And it, it, I don't know, I just think it's a weird Sometimes rugby league fans, we just must have picked up on that, that like as you've got more, um, as you started going up the ladders in, in the British game, that you just ran into some weird fans. You're going to get that with every sport though, right? You yeah. get your diehards that, you know, they, they it's it's my team, no other team, or, you know, well, in, in terms of rugby league, you, you have those those fans that, it's just, it's a northern UK sport. We don't want it to expand, even in the south. God yeah. help us if we have a team in London, you know, <laughs> or, which we have a couple. But, yeah, or, um, again. Or you meet me, me Sharon Lil. Yeah. yeah. Or you meet Sharon Lil, who loves all rugby league, and right? <laughs> wherever it's played. <laughs> Somebody mentioned, again, on Twitter the other day, someone's like, well, I thought you supported this club. Because I made a comment about go Panthers. Because yeah. the Panthers were playing yesterday, right? Yeah, yeah. So I was like, and then I got a tweet from somebody. I thought you supported Manly. And yeah. I was like, <laughs> and I said, well, you know, our favorite teams are this, this, and this. But my teams aren't playing right now. So I want the Panthers to win this game. <laughs> it's just, we, again, we just like, cheer for we cheer for good gaming. Right? Yes. We, want we love games. the game. So we just, yeah, we love the game. We appreciate the game. Uh, it's just exciting to see, you know, the NRL, thank goodness that the NRL restarted because it's been great. And I think, again, it's brought so many more fans to the game because it's been the only thing that's out there. Not that that's what you need to attract them, but as at the moment in these crazy circumstances and times that we're in, it's like, that is the only live sport going on. And, mm-hmm. and you know, that, so we've been tweeting a lot about it too. You know, hey, you're missing some sport. Check out the NRL. And our, our one Sportsnet channel has, um, it usually has three games, a Thursday night, a Friday night, and a Saturday night uh, game on one of the, on the NRL games that we can watch here. So we don't get them all, unfortunately. But mm-hmm. um, again, it, it's on those, it's on a, channel it's on tv here in canada that people are noticing people are watching and i think because of toronto wolfpack that is also getting a lot more attention right people are turning to that because they are missing the game so they are turning to nrl and and discovering you know oh well this is a quality of game that we love to see right so Mm -hmm. i think it's great it's you know there's good exposure otherwise we probably wouldn't even had that pleasure to watch and, and take the time because we're all busy going out to our own games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I like go to our game every almost every week that you know they're here, we're there, uh, we're watching yeah. them, and so it's kind of hard to catch other games. So uh, in this slow time, we do appreciate that NRL is you know um, 
having those games and we're able to watch it. It's it's been phenomenal to to follow them. Now it really we, has because we we're seeing aspects of the game yeah. that we really haven't seen too much. What like? Tell me, because like oh, yes. you, you, <laughs> just to getting into rugby league, right? And you you're seeing the championship level football yeah. and, and oh, sorry, the championship level rugby league, and then you start seeing the super league level rugby league, and then it all starts shuts down to a certain extent. And my guess is your your focus can then turn to the NRL a bit. What is it about the NRL that you've liked? Are there things you don't like? And what jumps out at you? Oh, I think the plays are so much more creative. Like, mm-hmm. I, I honestly think there's a lot more play uh, playmaking mm-hmm. um, that we're seeing, at least, you know, because we haven't really seen a lot of Super League levels. So yeah, I, ha- yeah. I have to say that that's not a fair comparison, right? Um, but from a championship where we were watching our team kind of was the top of the league so it was difficult to see a lot of other plays right and and also the kicking i i think i a lot love of, the kicking the game. kicking is just That's amazing I, yeah. I never you know I, i've seen a few players like Lee, you know, liam k uh does some of the kicking and it's just phenomenal and but most of the games we haven't seen that and and nrl is just all about like there's a lot of that and that's exciting to watch it's a different aspect that we're not used to Okay. Yeah, that's the part I've really enjoyed the most is the kicking game. It's just, it's wowed me, <laughs> like wowed me. It's, and it, you know what? It is a lot. The, the game itself is faster. Um, everything just seems sharper, but that kicking game is just wow. Like, wow. <laughs> that's all I can say. And, and the other thing I found very interesting, not much to do with the sport itself, but more also from a, uh, how big the sport really is in Australia. Yeah. Um, is the the brand that actually you can see on the jerseys. Yeah, it yeah. It really shows, you know, the the how big the market really is, right? And and who who's been supporting these sports. It shows you how big the sport really is internationally. And and we didn't know that because over here, I think you know some like in Toronto for for Toronto, um, we've seen some consistent sponsors over the years, but it, it wasn't a lot of different sponsors, right? Uh, where we were just getting into that, and I think we were getting into a lot of different commercialization of different products uh, as well. But at the same time, you know, we weren't used to that. So seeing it over there, like the way you would in a hockey game or you know um, in a you know football game in 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 united states i i just i think that's phenomenal we didn't i didn't know that the sport was that huge you know in in australia yeah and it's like it's it's the big money sport in australia so and it's the mainstream sport and i guess like seeing like as you say the different levels of sponsors that you see at the ground and things like that and there's the thing that i think that the NRL probably has over Super League is that because they they've got all their ducks in a row commercially and you can and they put out such a slick product. I, I can't remember who it was. There was a somebody from North America, one of the sports journalists who they were looking at um the NRL for the first time during this COVID break and they were like the production of the the entire thing just is so slick and it's something that I think <clears throat> the NRL really is right there with, say, the NFL and, and, and the NBA in terms of the show that it puts on. You can see that it's world-class. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I've we, both Lil and I have um, had a little look at uh, Watch NRL. And, yep. through, and through there, we've kind of 
seen like you know you've got the maddie john show and i think it's nrl 360 like mm-hmm. there's so much out there that yeah. you can sink your teeth into in terms of rugby league and the nrl like, it, it's it's fantastic and i think you're right that puts you that also puts you on par with you know the nba the nfl because yeah. they they too are that and we don't and that it's not like that in the uk not that i well, i know there are a couple there are some shows but not to the extent of these other ones that mm-hmm. the nrl right. provides and has for for fans now what are some of the things in rugby league that have come up to both of you and you've been like say that again like i, I imagine the first time you just read a game and there was a penalty blown and somebody was like, oh, yeah, the, the hooker was infringing in the ruck. You were like, what the hell did you just say to me? Like, what are some, <laughs> of, the, what are some of the weird things that I've have when you first heard them? You're like, what is that? And then you kind of got used to it. Well, hooker is definitely one of those. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, so, I mean, I think our last video is, uh, <laughs> about that, it's the position fun. itself. <laughs> um, so, and it's fun, right? It's fun to, to, to also, it's a cat, it's catchy too, get yeah. people's attention. Uh, and then, yeah, like, you know, like you say, you get used to it. The other thing I got, I couldn't get used to at the beginning is the understanding of the penalties, you know, yeah. they, they were just taking it at will and I had no idea why it was happening. Um, what penalty will be taking taken. Um, and it was very confusing. We literally had to ask the players. It's like, yeah. we, we just don't understand because we don't have access to any, I mean, at least I think when we first started, there weren't that many accessible um, experts in Canada <laughs> that can really tell us that. Um, we we did ask the players, uh, the Wolfpack players, but also the the Canadian national team players, uh, who actually we learned a, a, quite a lot from as well from uh, our for making our videos of how to play rugby league. So and that that's a lot of things. I mean, share share if you if you want to share some of those things as well from uh, from your perspective. What what did you like or what did you find surprising when we were learning the game? Well, yeah, the penalties, um, it, that was a little confusing. And actually, one of the things that I like that, you know, when I'm watching the NRL games is that they're, they're, it's flashing on the screen what the penalty is, mm-hmm. which is kind of nice because then you can kind of go along and go, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, I get that. So because right. you and I, I mean, we don't profess to, to know everything there is about the game. We're still learning along with everyone else. But um, and especially but yeah. live, right, mm. especially live, you, you don't catch that. And, and I, I think afterwards people were telling us the refs actually have hand signals. And we're, we're like, we didn't know that. <laughs> we didn't even know yeah. to look at him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I guess like when when you've been a rugby league fan for a certain amount of time, you kind of when a penalty is blown in a certain situation, you kind of, you kind of know what it probably happened. You know, you didn't see it yourself, but like it, it must've been really weird when, you know, you'd see a player get tackled and then there'd be a penalty because one of the tackled players had their hand on the ball when they were trying, the opposition was trying to play the ball. And you're like, why are they, how can they penalize them for having a hand on the ball? There was three dudes just smashed him. Like, like it just seems yeah. so pedantic. <laughs> yeah, that that kind of things happen a lot, and we used to also cheer, um, you know, without understanding. And and there's a lot of things that 
we we learn along the way. Like you know, it's really not knowing the play well, not knowing the penalties, not knowing a lot of that. But over the years, I think we've learned a lot. I mean, we still, again, we're no experts. We're still learning. We still love learning. And um, and you know, in fact, we're even thinking about getting more players and refs and people like that that are you know in the community right now to help with more generic like audience like us fans like us to gain more knowledge so we're thinking of doing more uh, of our rugby league uh, explained series on Sharon Lil. right that's what I was going to say like we we did start off with our our player videos explaining all of the positions and that was fantastic I mean we did all of that um, during COVID so we were able to yeah. get players to uh, record for us and then they would send us their stuff and we'd put it together with stuff that we had either pre-recorded because we kind of had that we had the idea going in but we didn't know COVID was going to happen but we had pre-recorded a few of our intros and then we did a couple just through Zoom and I I mean we've had nothing but positive feedback on that because um, people that follow us they're either diehard rugby fans we have a lot of uh, fans like we have a lot of followers from Australia that follow the NRL we have a lot from the UK but then we have a lot of you know Toronto-based sports fans in general who are learning the game we have a lot of fans again or followers from the uh, the United States that are learning the game and we had so much positive feedback on that and the same with our video that Lil talked about earlier with the Canadian men's national rugby league team they they're so hospitable and so welcoming. They had us out to one of their practices and we, I don't know if you saw that video, but they taught us how to tackle and take a tackle and kick. And, you know, that was the first time we had ever heard the term grubber kick. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. it was, it was really great. So we learned firsthand on how to do some things. I think we would do better if we did it again. So I think we need to do it again and show off our skills a little bit better. Though. But, um, I think it, that was a great video. And again, it, it, we gave the basics, you know, two 40 minute halves and blah, blah, blah. And you know, how many try, like how many points for a try, how many points for a conversion. And we, we did all that, but then we also learned, we talked about the moves and so stuff like that. And, you know, like I said, they're very welcoming. And again, Lil alluded it, alluded to it earlier, the community, the rugby league community itself, it, it's small, but it's tight and it's, yeah. it is like a family. And, you know, we have um, the Canadian rave, the Canada Ravens, our women's national team competing in the rugby league world cup in 2021. Mm. And, and, you know, people, not many people know that and it's a shame. And so that's our job is to get people to know that. And, um, you know, like we said before, rugby league isn't, um, it's not a sport we learn in elementary school. Mm-hmm. And when we get to high school here in Canada, if rugby is offered, it's rugby union in yeah. high school. Yeah. So it is amazing that we have as many rugby league players as we do. I think it happens because of you have, you know, your expats that are living here now from wherever, Australia or the UK. Um, and then they pass their love along to their generations and such. I think, um, and and you can see the passion. We've been to our grand final here in Ontario with our men's uh, our men's leagues, and they're out there giving it their all. So it's it's kind of nice to see that um, you know Ottawa coming in. They're you know they're 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 holding a tryout just for Canadian Canadians that that want to try out. 
And we hope to see some of our Canadian boys out there because they are talented. We do have talent in, uh, Absolutely. in Canada. We do. Uh, I think it's a, I think it's an amazing opportunity with Ottawa coming in town and uh, yeah. all these players going to get an opportunity to show off what they have. Um, we, we were very excited to watch their championship at the local level. Um, Compared to, of course, NRL, we're far away, but you got to start somewhere, right? You got to yeah, get these yeah. people in the competition. Start playing with better players. Start playing with the co- those competitions that are better, and then that's how we learn. So I'm so super excited for our young talents here. It's just an amazing opportunity. And yeah. and on that point, like you know, I think uh, in terms of the community, these guys, and I know a lot of the, them actually used to play uh, rugby union. Um, they yeah. started they still- playing rugby league. They started playing rugby league and started falling in love with rug- rugby league. And I know a lot of them tell other people who played rugby union, you, you got to try this game. Yeah. And, you know, and I haven't heard one single person who said they try this game and they don't love it. Yeah. So it's, it's quite amazing. Yeah. And I've heard of lots of like, there are people that have played football, like American mm-hmm. football yeah. that have converted over because there are similarities. They've converted over to rugby league and, mm-hmm. you know, Back to whole, the whole community thing, um, I think we mentioned a little bit earlier, but we have now over on, like, all across Ontario, um, kids leagues, kids teams popping up. Mm-hmm. And I, I 100% attribute that to the Toronto Wolfpack. Yeah, what, now, definitely, Wolfpack, definitely. It, it's a family affair. When you go to the games, it's so it's funny because when you go to the Toronto Maple Leafs games, most of them are business people in their suits because you can't get a ticket to those. Really? Like they're, just, they're passed yes. down from generation to generation and all the businesses have those. So really in all the great seats, you have all the businessmen in their suits and then high up you have your real fans. Okay. I, that sounds bad, but you have like the, the <laughs> diehard fans that are there. Um, but when you go to a Wolfpack game, you have Everyone there. You have children there. You have grandparents there. It's everybody. Everybody's there. And, um, and it's general. It's kid. general mission, right? So everybody's together. Like mm-hmm. we're, there's no segregation. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's kind of sitting together, and we get used to seeing the family there. And the, the kids show up all the time, and we we know where they sit, and we say hello. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, like I said, like the kids, the kids have been the kids going to these games have wanted to play, yeah. but then where do they play? So yeah. again, some fans of the game that were there started, a couple of them started a club and lots of these kids have gone there and now they think they have like a hundred or something or more, or I don't know how many, but enrolled and they were all so excited to be there again this year. They did it last year. They were going to be in again this year, but they haven't been able to. And Wolfpack players came out uh, to their practices and did sessions with them. And I mean, they, they have, they now have these role models that they idolize. I mean, it's, it's, it ha it's, I mean, in, in hockey is like number one here in Toronto and Canada. So all, all these kids grow up idolizing these hockey players, but now, now we have this new generation of kids who know what rugby league is and they're idolizing the Toronto Wolfpack players. Mm-hmm. They want to be like them. So people talk about there's no grassroots rugby league here in Canada. And that's not true. Mm-hmm. We have our, we have our, you know, our men's, profe- like our men's leagues. I shouldn't say leagues. Amateur, it's, amateur, yeah, amateur teams. Right, right. 
um, they have, you know, we got the Toronto City Saints, the Brantford Broncos. We have them, and you know, they have their grand finals, and they're, and they're tremendously talented. Mm-hmm. And now we have these youngins, you know, coming through the ranks. So yes, we. It's not that we don't want to have homegrown talent here in Canada, but when it's not, when it's not even a sport that's taught in school, how are you going to? How are you going to get the numbers? So. Not only is the Toronto or all the Toronto Wolfpack, you know, bringing in fans and revenue for the city and and TV money and um, knowledge of the sport, but it's also growing. It's growing those homegrown players that will eventually be able to play. You can't just make them play tomorrow. No. It's yeah, take- it'll, it'll take it'll take. I mean, years, right, and potentially a generation at least. Um, but like if a, you pull a- that, you pull that away. It, will it will it continue to grow? Yeah, and look, I've I've always said, especially to UK supporters who they don't quite get the idea that you need a shop front to the top league in a, in a city or an area to grow everything below that, and you need something for them to aim for. You need something that the junior teams can say, look, that that's the goal for you guys. If you if you want to be a professional athlete. That's where you can end up. And you need that shop front there. It's not just something that is just going to magically grow for no reason at all. It's, it's, that doesn't happen anymore. And it's interesting to see. And look, I, I see a lot of the criticisms put towards the Wolfpack from some supporters of clubs who have been around for 120 plus years. And they'll say, well, who's the Wolfpack produced as a player? And it's like, in a second, who have you produced as a player in the last 50 years? Like, there's not too many from some of these Super League teams that they've really produced that are superstars. I also look at someone like the, you look at the the Melbourne Storm. Like, a lot of their players, they, they buy as juniors from Queensland and New South Wales. They develop them in, in Melbourne. They've only had a couple of Melbourne-born and bred players that they've brought through their system. It's not right. hurting the Melbourne Storm. Like, right. You know, it's it's not like it's a bad thing for the storm. The the storm are just fine with their having that uh, like a handful of Melbourne born and bred plays in their team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems to be. It does seem to matter more though in rugby league because in in North America and you look at your hockey teams and your football teams, like no one no one cares yeah. where they're from. Yeah. They just want a good quality club to play for yeah. for their side, right? Yeah. So yeah. The, why does it matter? Why does it matter? Just get let's let's try and produce as many quality rugby players from around the world. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter where they're from, it doesn't matter who they play for. Right? Yeah. We actually we actually met uh Jamaican players who would yeah. love to play in North America, I mean in Canada or, or um New, in New York, Toronto or Ottawa, right? Like so these are the guys that they also see the the tremendous, um, I guess, influence Toronto Wolfpack has, right? And they mm-hmm. want to be a part of this journey as well. Um, so it, it's really globalized, and we need to really open our arms to that and, and get as many, like Cher said, get as many players as we can to play this game. Play this game at various levels, let them grow, let them challenge each other and, and get better, right? And that's how you grow the sport in the long run. Yeah. We hosted the America's Nines in uh, May of 2019. Mm-hmm. So we had a, a team, USA, 
Canada, Latin Heat, which is a combination of a couple countries, and uh, Jamaica. And um, most of those, actually all of them, right, had had women's teams as well. Yes. So there was both men's and women's competition. And Lil and I were, we had, we were so fortunate. We were on the field. We were interviewing people. We went out with all the teams afterwards, after the tournament. And it was just, that was probably, um, you know, besides just seeing the camaraderie between the Wolfpack and the opposing teams um, at, at Lamport Stadium where we play, having that opportunity was pretty neat to be out and about with them afterwards and just seeing how it is one big, heavy rugby league family. Like mm-hmm. everybody Absolutely. is so supportive of each other. Like, again, they're playing against each other, but they're happy to know each other. And I, um, one of the players from the, from the States, um, you know, he said it in one of our videos, it's like, here we are arm in arm. It doesn't matter that we're playing for, for different countries. Uh, we come together for the love of the sport mm-hmm. and, you know, we celebrate the sport. And that's really what that, that day was, was a celebration yep. of rugby league, uh, men, women from, from various parts of the world, you know, all of North America coming together and, it was just, it's so phenomenal. And everybody, like, again, is so supportive of each other. They want to see the, the sport grow. They want to see the sport flourish. So that was, uh, that was a really, that was a really great time in our rugby league growth and, and knowledge as well. Yeah, there's a, once, when you step into that international thing where, and, and I always say the thing I love about international footy is I like to see how a bunch of dudes from France play against a bunch of dudes from Papua New Guinea, where, where it's like the, it's just so different. And when you see those international competitions come together, like last year I went to the um, World Cup of Nines at Parramatta Stadium in Sydney, and I loved it. I, I went both days. I was there for, I mean, over the course of both days, I must have been there for nearly 24 hours. It's crazy. Um, yeah. But then the NRL held its Nines competition in Perth at the start of this year, and it was only NRL teams. And I just didn't care that much because the the – special feeling you get when you see those international teams come together and you see teams from around the world play against each other. I just didn't get that same feeling from the NRL only nines. And I think that that's something that rugby league needs to embrace in terms of like, I mean, I would love to see the Toronto Wolf pack playing in the NRL nines. You know, I would love to see, I think we need more of that cross pollination across the world at club level. And I'd love to see, like, I mean, I've said I think the World Cup should be played every three years instead of four. And in one of those years between the World Cups, I think we should have an expanded World Club challenge in an off-season where you get to see Toronto playing against, you know, the the you kind of get the top teams from each individual country where you get, say, the Wolf Pack would be playing against New York and you'd have, the, uh, say, the New Zealand Warriors there. You'd have the whoever has won the NRL title there. You'd have the best yeah. team from England there and get that cross-promotion between all the competitions, get that international aspect flowing into the club level. I think it would do so much for the game. I agree. Uh, I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't agree talk. more. I thought there was talk of that last year about this year in October about a team from Australia coming over and playing um, 
Toronto and BMO Field. I, I remember there being some talk of that, but I do love that idea. I know that um, uh, you do have somewhat of a start of that when because you do have your um, your N- your NRL Grand Finalists play the like your winners play the Super League Grand Finalists. Yeah, right. You do have that, which is yeah. which is pretty cool. I watched that last one. It's like, wow. <laughs> Again, NRL is like such an amazing, like it's such a, it's a great, great competition. It really, it's like amazing. So to watch, it's, it's interesting to watch the top team from one versus the top team from another, but it yeah. really would be nice to see, um, like you said, a whole international where you have all these different ones represented. Yeah. Cause at the and moment, again, the it's, it's almost completely different universes, you know, and we only see that crossover once. And I just think we need to do it more often because, because I think it would help everyone. And as I said, like if Penrith were able to show their wares in North America, even in an exhibition match in a, in a preseason game against the Toronto Wolfpack in Toronto, that helps Toronto in terms of they see this is where the level's at that you kind of are aiming for. And it helps the Panthers in that they can say to sponsors, look, we play games in North America. We play games in Toronto. Um, yeah, yep. And and we've, I, I think that Absolutely. not enough rugby league supporters understand how beneficial that is for everyone. And that's why I say the Toronto Wolfpack, the most important rugby league team in the world. Um, now, we're, we're, I'll, I'll, that is going a little bit, but I want to, I first want to ask you a question. Is there something that you've seen in, it, when I, in seeing rugby league through the eyes of new supporters, is there something that you wish would be added to the rules or to the game that you kind of are like, why why don't they allow this? Why don't they allow that? Hmm. Hmm. That's a good question. I, I do like what NRL is doing with the penalties um, displaying. Yeah. I wish that it's more available and live. I know with the Toronto games, we also don't have the speaker system. So the, the, the refs, when they speak, nobody really can hear <laughs> except for the players themselves. Um, and uh, yeah, I would, I would like to have a little bit more of that because I think because the sport is so new to Toronto and North America, it actually would help with the education of what the, you know, the sport and help people better understand the game and, and quickly grasp the game and then start to love the game, right? It really isn't a very complicated game itself, but it does still take time for people to get to understand. Yeah. Right. They, it does have its intricacies, right? Like it's, it's simple enough, but there's still, there's this, there's that. So I, I agree. I agree. I think that would be helpful to the average fan because your average fan isn't a rugby league expert. And now are you really manly fans? Like, can I change your minds? I like Manly, but my favorite team is Parramatta. Oh, really? Say Parramatta. I know fine. they're rivals too. I don't know how I I know they're rivals, but like that's you know. And can I tell you something about everybody down in? So I'll explain why they're kind of my favorite. First okay. of all, I think they're they're um, they're they seem like a top quality club. Mm-hmm. They I, I like what I see from their players, but but I got to tell you two of the things that really hooked me were A, I think their social media team are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Mm. They interact with people on Twitter all the time. Other teams do not. Yeah. This, was one, this was one of my big selling features was, mm. wow, here they are. 
they at one point they're like, oh, you're to, to us. You're welcome to come down anytime, blah, blah, blah. Welcome to the blue and gold army, blah, blah, blah. Like so much. And, and then my second thing that goes along with the social media, because I think that's really important that mm-hmm. as a, that your social media team, it's not just out there plunking facts and, you know, just plain old information. They need to have personality behind them. They need to have character behind them. They need to interact with the fans because that's, what's going to draw more fans in as it drew me in. Mm-hmm. And, what I also really liked, and I'm not, I, I think all the fans, because we have lots of followers and we've made lots of friends online with uh, fans and supporters of all the teams. But again, for me, um, a lot of Parramatta fans really went out of their way mm-hmm. to, again, interact with us, socialize with us online. And I think, again, I'm a, I'm a social person. I... I like that. And so that really attracted me as well. So not only do I think the team is a quality team, I think that it's got some pretty great players, but those other two aspects that I mentioned were really kind of the clinchers. Now, why do I, Manly, I'm sorry, but their social media team, (laughs) no, not so much, (laughs) but but their fans, their fans are great. And uh, I love interacting um, with Manly fans as well. But I, I think I really do believe that clubs are missing the boat if their social media team is not online interacting yeah. with fans. And so so who do you go for, Lila? Are you a Parramatta fan as well? Uh, no. Uh, actually, the first game I watched <laughs> was Parramatta versus... Uh, so <laughs> it was uh, the Roosters against the Eels. So... Yeah. And Roosters won that game. <laughs> and, uh, of course, I didn't know at the time that Cher's uh, going after the paramedic team. Uh, <laughs> but it was funny, though, when she said that, I was like, oh, well, it's not a bad thing because we're always on the same team, cheering the same team. I, yeah. I don't mind cheering for a different team and be a little bit diverse here. Um, so I do quite enjoy them. But I, I think it's also because the, the exposure, right? Because they are, it's a Sydney team, so they get a lot more uh, televised games. Mm-hmm. Um, I have more access to that. And, uh, you know, to be honest, I haven't been able to watch every team uh, in NRL and haven't been able to watch enough games to even really properly pick a team uh, and fairly. But I, I do enjoy Sydney Roosters playing, so it's uh, so far so good. Okay, well, that's awesome. Look, it's just a shame that both of them are going to get their ass kicked by the Panthers this year. It's really unfortunate. <laughs> Yeah. But they are a really good team. I will tell I will I think they're a really good team. See, I don't like I don't like my one club to the exclusion of every other club. I can yeah. embrace all the the goodness in all of the clubs. So I do see, agree. I think, uh, I is think a, that's a really strong team. Yeah, and I think that's what Sharon Lil's about, right? Like we we gotta embrace everybody and we embrace all the good playing. So I think, you know, we just enjoy a good game of a rugby league. That's Absolutely. Awesome. That's awesome. Well, look, if I can give you one lesson, right? Because I, 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 I don't like ear bash. But I'm sure you get people that try and ear bash you nonstop about trying to teach you the game. But my one lesson is, right? And you've got to say this to everyone: all the wingers need to be Fijian. They should all be Fijian. That you look at Mike Sivo and just they should all be. Sivo is amazing. Oh my god, that guy. Yeah. It, that, it's just the one solid rule I have for rugby league is that um, we're, we're actually talking to one of the uh, people that want to get an expansion club into the Bris- in Brisbane, the Brisbane Bombers. And I said to him, I, I want to be there when you go to Fiji 
and just pick two random people off the street who just happen <laughs> to be like massive wingers that can just run over everyone. It's I, I love Fijian wingers. Um, so yeah, look, it's been fantastic talking to you. Have you to let us let everyone know where they can find you on all of your social media? You've got your YouTube channel. Tell everyone where to find you. All right, go ahead, Lil. Well, so we're Sharon Lil on pretty much everything uh, spelled out. Share, S-H-E-E-R-A-N-D-L-I-L. Uh, we're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We are on YouTube. Um, and we're also, I'm just trying to think, on Facebook. Uh, but we're yeah. as Facebook Sherry Lily. Okay. Awesome. Okay. That's yeah. fantastic. Well, look, thank you both for coming on so much. You have been oh, we really enjoyed it. Thank you amazing. for having us. Oh, it was so much fun. Always fun to talk about rugby league and yeah. any chance to do so. We love it. It's, yeah, it... anytime you want to chat anymore, we're here. Oh, what time is it now? So get you back on tomorrow. Um, <laughs> it's, yeah, we'll Deal. get you back. We'll get you back on in a couple of weeks and we'll talk about some different issues. Maybe we'll talk about just the NRL or something because. Um, and the, I think the Toronto situation is going to change a little bit over the next probably couple of weeks, a month or so. It, it, there's so much new information coming out. Oh, by the way, what do you think about Sonny Bill um, possibly playing for the Roosters this year? And, and is that like, do you feel a connection to him having been yes, at I the do. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Immediately. Yes, that I do. No, I'm just no. I do. I do. Um... I really, really hope that we see him back next year as, yeah. as part of the Toronto Wolfpack. Yeah. Um, I really wish we had got a chance to see him play this year, although he didn't play lots, I don't think, to the, up until this point. But, um, you know, we're jealous of the fans in the UK that got to see him play in a Wolfpack jersey. Uh, I know that... Uh, I know there's been lots of different talk and there was talk that Argyle, David Argyle said he would rip up Sonny B's contract and let him go. And apparently that wasn't necessary. And that, you know, Sydney is uh, the roosters and, and the NRL again are all like such a great organization. They're all doing as much as they can to kind of help and support, which is so wonderful to see. So I, and that's his old club. Is it not the roosters? Yeah. Yeah. It's one of yeah, them. So, yeah. I, I get I get why he wants to go back there and they're a phenomenal team. Um, and I understand like all of our players, they just want to play the game that they love. Yeah. So yes. I'm happy that he's going to be able to do that. I, I wonder what's going to happen, you know, with the rest of our players, you know, especially our overseas players that are also making their way back to the NRL. Are we going to see them? Um, you know, McCrone and Thompson, Bodine and Lassick and all of them. Are we, are we going to see them playing for another team for the remainder of the season? And, and, but are they, are they going to be back in 2021? And I guess that's kind of the big, the big question in, on everybody's mind. And not only what's going to happen with the team, but what's going to happen with the players. And, but I think it's fabulous. I mean, I fully support the boys going out and playing because like I said, that, I mean, that's what they love. They yeah. want to go out and they want to play and why shouldn't they be allowed to go out and play? So mm -hmm. I think it's great. And I'll be supporting Sonny B even when he's with the, with the, you know, with the you, Sydney Roosters. You can cheer with even me. he's not on my team. <laughs> right. I'll do that. Except when he's playing my team and then it falls. <laughs> but uh, yeah. You can still cheer. Come on. <laughs> well, you know me. I, I will. I'll cheer for everybody. I, that's what I said. So 
yeah and so yeah hopefully we uh we see more and if any of our other boys are out there playing in a, on any other teams i'm going to be cheering that for them as well because um again it's it's not just about uh, you know Bill and i love the our our team the wolf pack but it's not just about the wolf pack it's our love of rugby league so we're going to support uh the teams the leagues and all of the players no matter what uh, because that's what we do and um we're going to keep on keeping on in, in that vein and and promoting yeah, rugby league and I, I agree i agree i think the players need to do what's right for them and they also need to continue playing the game that's what's important Sitting around for a full year is probably not going to be good for their own game. So they need to be out there playing and continually uh, playing with people who, you know, they, they, they are just as competitive against, right? So I, I think it's phenomenal uh, if we can see more players playing different leagues. Yeah, and I, I think the, the other thing too is like if the Toronto Wolfpack can work out a deal with the NRL in particular where it says, look, take these guys off of our books the Toronto Wolfpack then doesn't necessarily have to pay them for this year, which helps financially the club. And then yep. get these guys in the NRL training, playing and stuff, get them back next year. I mean, exactly. it's, it can only be good for the Wolfpack. Exactly. Yeah, right. exactly. We would love to see that. Like players just continue playing and not just sit back, right? This is not a, like, we would love to see more players just getting their, you know, their game back. Yeah, and it's going to sharpen them up for when they do return to Wolfpack and Super yeah. League. So it's win-win, right? So yeah, it'll be yeah. great. It'll be great for Sunny Bill to say, "Look, I had a season in the NRL again. I feel good, physically good." It's a shame we lost the grand final to the Panthers, but never mind. It's <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, can't believe no one could stop the Panthers last year. Incredible, incredible team. Um, <laughs> Look, thank you both for coming on. We will get you back on. Um, and, yeah, just uh, had a, a wonderful time talking to you both. And, yeah, thank you. for And thank you for promoting the game because as a fan of the game, it's been absolutely amazing to see how involved you have got and all of the information you've got out there for new supporters in North America. And so, yeah, thank you very much on, on behalf of rugby league fans that want to see the game grow. Uh, thank awesome. you very much. Our thank pleasure. You so much. Okay, now, sorry? Thanks for having us on again. No worries, thank no you, worries. Thank you. Thank that, you was, that was a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you to everybody listening to Fergo on a Freak, and we'll catch us next time.